Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Pint of Football, where much like Wayne Rooney, no matter how old we get, we will never stop making a spectacle of ourselves. My name is Tom Shrek Meadowcroft, and with me is Darren, elderly prostitutes, Napton. Uh, I thought you were going to say Darren, wonder kid, Napton. (laughs) Now why would I do a thing like that? Right, so we're back at it. We're back at the ground crawlers, and... We are truly, well and truly, crawling through these, aren't we? Welton and truly crawling through these. Well, hey, <laughs> hint, hint <laughs> for those who might be able to guess where we're heading next. Yes, we are off to the coal fields of Somerset, uh, where we went to go and watch Welton Rovers. Oh, yes. And it was uh, this was the second of our three-day... Bristol uh, based weekend, wasn't it? The first one we did, and arguably the most successful in terms of the uh, standard of uh, Western League grounds we managed to see. Yeah, Welton Rovers is pretty great. It's a really, really old club, been around since 1887. Yeah, yeah we went to see Welton Rovers the day after we saw Cribs. Um, I think they were already relegated, I believe. Um, they yeah, were they ahead just of. Got relegated, yeah. Ahead of only Winterbourne Town, who had already resigned from the league. No, Winterbourne United, sorry. I don't think they even exist anymore, so that's how dire things have become for Welton. Yeah, I definitely uh, never even heard of that. Sounds like something out of Game of Thrones. I know, everyone says that, but no, it's really not. Um, <laughs> Welton had only gained 17 points from the season. Uh, which sent them right back down to the depths of the Western League First Division, which is where they came from last season. Um, and Gillingham Town, I don't even know where Southwest Gillingham is. I know obviously that it's Gillingham and Kent, but I don't know where this what where this Gillingham refers to. Um, they were in ninth, so bit of a dead rubber game. But Welton Rovers is a is a decent uh, ground to tick off if you're in the area. Um, it's a really, really old club. The whole whole ground reeks with age. Um, yeah, it's worth it's worth a tick. It used to be, it used to have like these really good wooden stands, but they've sort of modernised it a bit, which is kind of a shame, kind of good, but it's still it's still well worth it in the end. 
Yeah, I think having not been when it had the wooden stands, I still say it's one of my favourites in the in the Western League and also arguably still um, maintains a lot of its character, obviously not having seen it before. But certainly the people at the club, the the club itself and the matches we've actually seen there, we've been twice, haven't we? We went on the um, Western League ground hop a year or two later as well, so... Yeah, we, we've yeah. definitely had some good experiences there, which, uh, of course, we'll talk about a bit more in a minute. The people really made it, I think. Um, there's the guy behind the bar with the kind of Pat Sharp, Rod Stewart hair. Um, <laughs> no, well, we, we were, uh, in fairness, we were, we were greeted by a couple of locals who, um, when we entered the um, car park and walked over towards um, where you'd go in, they referred to the change that you gave them as pig iron. Oh, yeah. I've never heard that before or since. No, me neither. And I wonder, now that you've mentioned the whole uh, mining thing, if it's uh, maybe a local dialect. Uh, I'm going to Google this right now. Yeah. Pig iron, which uh, I'm guessing it just means, like, rubbish shrapnel. Pig iron. Wikipedia, also known as crude iron, intermediate product of the iron industry. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe. But as I say, the area is known as the coal fields. Mm. So maybe it's yeah. just like a pan mining piece of slang. Yeah, that's that's quite nice then if it's a bit of local dialect that we uh, picked up on because um, obviously they said it to us and we clearly just didn't really respond. Just chucked Got your... to them like a pair of twats. Yeah, just chucked your bag of two peas at them and carried on walking, I guess. Take my money and stop speaking gibberish. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's good because there's not, I mean, having uh, grown up at the opposite side of the country, obviously, know a lot of uh, local dialect back home, but I've not really come across any um, from your neck of the woods. So uh, I guess without realizing it, that was probably the uh, first and best bit I've heard. The another, another guy who stood out was the ball boy, or should I say ball man? who's a uh, man on the PA while he was rattling off his end of season thank yous was keen to mention had been in the position for 36 of your earth years wow 36 which is a, years a big old commitment no matter what level you are yeah I, I've only ever met yeah I guess as you say ball boys which is people who have grown up to become real people and did that as a kid but I guess um He's uh, took his profession very seriously at this point and um, made a career of it, a proper career of it. Anyone can be a ball boy, but it takes real commitment to be a ball man. Well, yeah. And I guess the only question we really have to ask, which we'll find out very soon, is uh, was his performance up to scratch on the night? <laughs> anyway. Well, I must admit, like I said, it was one of my favourites. It's got the some of the classic Western League features. I mean, as you know, I'm a huge uh, Western League grounds fan anyway. For some reason, it just has all of the grounds have something about them. Um, bit of character, uh, quirky uh, people in the club, or maybe just like weird features. And one of the weird features of quite a few Western League grounds seems to be that they all seem to have like playgrounds on the site for some reason is that unique to us because now that you mention it there are quite a few i can name that have that yeah i only really noticed it when i went down there maybe it is a 
a feature of other areas as well. But specifically with Western League grounds, I've always been like, right, there's definitely going to be a playground knocking about. And the great thing about the one at West Clues is it's obviously inside the walls of the ground. So if you were just coming in to play on the swings, in theory, you could just watch the game for free. Was it this time or was it the revisit where there was a guy just like stood in the children's sort of climbing castle thing watching? Yeah, that was the second time. But again, it's it's the <laughs> I mean, I guess they obviously have to um, they, they have to monitor it somehow in terms of making sure everyone just doesn't do that. But it does. Yeah, it definitely does make me laugh because that's a very obvious thing. You could just turn up to any game, I guess. I'm going to see if I can find that picture and post it. Yeah, it was a good one. but. In the meantime, on this first visit, as you said, the game itself was a bit of a... Um, well, it just sort of uh, went on as a one-all draw. I seem to remember one of the best things in the first half being we spent quite a lot of time behind the goal. I think this was back in the day when you uh, took it a bit more seriously and brought your camera. And um, <laughs> I remember you getting getting a particularly nice... Um, uh, sunset view over the um, Midsummer Norton yeah, Hill. It's a, it's a real nice part of the country. Uh, it's one of the best things about it. Like, um, one side's got the two sort of modern stands. One's like a just, you know, your sort of temporary plastic seat thing. One of them's got more standing. And then, but then to the right of that, you've got like a really old, crumbly stone terrace that looks like it's been there since the place was built. And then yeah. you've got a bunch of park stuff. <laughs> Then on the other side of that, there's a car park where the ball man plies his trade. And then opposite that, behind like the uh, the uh, technical areas, if you can call them that at this level, there's just a really nice sort of uh, view over out onto uh, Midsummer Norton. And it was really nice that day because uh, it was quite it, it was quite uh, late in the year, if I remember rightly. And then where we had a really nice sunset for it, and you know, all billowing chimneys and green fields and stuff. Very English, yeah. I think with non-league grounds, that's the sort of... I think, like you just said, because it's so simple, when you actually try and think why it's such a good ground, it's all those things you just listed, isn't it? It's the sort of... The old stone terrace bit, the um, the real nice sun sunset view. I think that's what a lot of people like about the um, lower Welsh league grounds as well. It's very calming. Yeah, it's nice and you can just sit and have a pint or a cuppa or a sandwich or whatever. And if the game's a bit boring, or at least there's beers. some nice scenery. Well, yeah, or, or four beers and then stumble home and get lost like we tend to do. And it was it was it's very calm. It's a very calming day out, good for the soul, until after 36 years, you mess up the one thing that you're supposed to do in spectacular fashion while the oh. local radio presenters... Yeah, the, recount, the, the your, thing, recount your every action. If you're going to turn up at one time to watch a game at West Clues, I'd say this is probably the best time we could have gone because that whole sequence of events is something that even when I'm, if I make it to 97 years old, if I shut my eyes, I will firmly be able to live that moment. I'm going to just read from your blog. As the pressure told for Rovers, the nerves started to kick in amongst the players, the fans, and even the ball boy. (laughs) Following 36 years with the club, my admiration couldn't have been higher for the chap, but when the first action for the legendary figure during the game was to return the ball back to the keeper, he certainly let complacency get the better of him. As the ball bobbled kindly towards him, 
he reached out to complete his routine, and a cruel act of God instead meant that he suffered a humiliating tumble to the ground. After <laughs> seconds passed by of him lying down and out, the medical team quickly rushed over to aid him, and the commentary team quickly turned their attention to the unfortunate incident. It was one of those moments where you couldn't help but laugh because it was hilarious. But as the fans started to show concern, it was also a sign of the respect that the lad obviously had at the club. In hindsight, yeah. <laughs> I probably could have been a bit more respectful to the incident because nah. we were pretty much stood right in front of the people doing the match day commentary as well. So I can just imagine... I mean, I'd love to find the clip of them genuinely concerned for the guy. They've stopped the match... And they're trying to fill fill the time with a bit of commentary about the guy. And in the background, you can probably just hear me like bawling with laughter. I'm really not sure what happened. I guess it must have got under his foot or something. But he just did like a Charlie Brown sort of <laughs> go from standing to horizontal. I, I think I can't remember exactly, like you say, I can't remember exactly what happened. But because there was a wall behind the goal, he didn't actually have to do anything. And I think I think what happened was he was sat on the wall having some sandwiches. Um, and I think he thought he'd jump off the wall um, and sort of kick the ball back. And I think he sort of got off the wall, didn't quite regain his balance, and then sort of fell over the ball. Uh, but, that is complacency, isn't it? Uh, as I just say, though, it would have, it's funny because that's probably the only shot that he wouldn't have had to do anything for because there was a wall there. It could have just hit the wall and either bounced back or stopped and the goalkeeper would have picked it up. But obviously, he probably felt like he had to um, earn his keep somehow and um, he just completely misjudged it. Amazing scenes. Two things that I can remember about that is what because we were, as you say, stood in front of the local radio people who were recording live, I was actually trying to be a little bit respectful and not just laugh my head off. Um, Daz showed no such compunction. So I actually managed to pull a stomach muscle, suppressing it while uh, my my colleague was doubled over. And then the next thing I remember is after a couple of minutes, you didn't see um, the ball man, but you did see his thumb from the ground, just like doing a thumbs up to show everyone he was still okay. He didn't get up for a while, but... The thumb was all we needed. The, the most concerning thing for me is that when we did revisit a year and a half later, he wasn't there, was he? Maybe he was on holiday. Let's just let's just assume he was on holiday. I just hope he didn't have to uh, retire, or I hope he didn't get sacked from from that incident. So that's five minutes of us remembering when we laughed at a guy falling over. Oh, it was magic, man! If I could, you know, when they always say if you could go back to any moment in time. I'd probably pick that. I'm not sure if I want to pull my stomach again. Oh, yeah, but you could do it differently, I think. I yeah, think maybe I'd just we, have if, a laugh this time. Yeah, if we're just sort of popping out of, like, a portal or I don't know how we're getting there. We'll <laughs> just jump if back in the portal out, if someone looks at you funny. Oh, yeah, popping out of the portal, we look over, it's about to happen, we just howl with laughter, and then as soon as the other versions of ourselves look over, we quickly get back in the portal because we don't want to... Um, Give them the finger, any... jump back in. Yeah, don't want to cause any sort of butterfly effect type thing. No. Just want to have a laugh at it, really. Because if, 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 if um, the ball man doesn't fall over, then North Korea goes to war with the Dolphins. 
Well, yeah, that's, that's, like what, that's what can happen with the butterfly effect. <laughs> the Welton Ball Boy effect, as it's recently been renamed. I bought a scarf which um, was advertised as a Welton Rovers scarf, and then when the guy brought it out, it just said Green Army on it, which probably suggests he just got it from a generic website, but. I'm still happy with it. I still wear it sometimes. Oh, yeah. They had official Welton Ravers teddy bears. Ah, so they could afford teddy bears, but not scarves. But not like uh, personalised scarves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Um, the man behind the bar with the blonde mullet and his blonde mulleted wife um, spotted my camera and I've written, struck a pose like a World War II pinup. Ooh. Unfortunately, I was too... Uh, shocked by this <laughs> to yeah. actually take a picture. <laughs> that's I'm sure it would have been a timeless. <laughs> that's that's great. That's that's probably peak Tom. His uh, best story of his photography days with the time he couldn't take a picture quickly enough. <laughs> there was another time. It was um, uh, Atletico Bolares. It was a similar situation to that bloke I just spoke about who was like stood on the play equipment to watch the game. He was all kitted up and everything. He had like a bolero shirt and hat and scarf, but he was yeah. just kind of, he was stood on a bollard outside the ground, just sort of peeking over. Nice. I feel like a bollard is one of the least comfortable places you want to be for ninety minutes plus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is weird. Oh, I think I think there might have been an own goal as well, despite oh, well, a decent so- shift. Despite a decent shift from the home team to keep them hells ahead for the majority of the game. It fell apart in the 71st minute when they gave away a free kick on the edge of the box, which a Jill's player launched softly over the wall for the keeper to collect, then immediately fumble into his own goal. This is probably why Welton are on 17 points. Oh, that's a harsh review. That is a very harsh review. Well, if it's any uh, consolation, the second time we went to see them when uh, we were on the ground hop, and it was the first of four matches that day, they um, beat... um, uh, Kane, is it Keensham? Keensham, Keensham. Keensham Town three one. So at least, nice. uh, at least we can actually say we've never seen Welton Rovers lose at West Clues, unless you've been separately and seen them lose. Hey, Welton Rovers, um, I believe are the team that have been in the Western League the longest. That's good. Yeah, That's I good. will just see if I can. I'll just see if I can source that. That's yeah, like, I think they've, they've been in the Western League since 1903. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, that's very impressive. Their local rival was Radstock Town. Similar, but I think Radstock had a couple of seasons in the Somerset County League. So, yeah. well, and get the bragging rights there. Yeah. And I, I must admit, having been to both, got to be a Welton man rather than a Radstock man. This will be awkward when we do Radstock. <laughs> well, God, we're going to need something to talk about with the Radstock game. That was probably the worst, most boring game I've ever seen. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Save it. You know how difficult this one was. We love you, Welton. We do. I mean, we do love Welton, even though it sounds like we don't. There's, 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 some, there's something really like uh, respectable and admirable about being in the Western League and being happy with that for over 100 yeah. years. It, it, yeah, it makes you want to, if you were living in a small village, um, you'd just go and watch them every week. And get a blonde sort of scenario. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, definitely. That's where you get after the 30th year. Yeah. And then after the 35th, you become ball boy. Man. Right. Well, I think that's enough, Welton. Yeah. Sorry, that this one enough. seemed like a bit of a struggle. It's all right. We've, Hopefully we've it, it won't when I've edited it. Yeah, it'd be fine. I say, I say, I say, Daz. What are you saying today, Tom? 
Why did the Scarecrow get an award? Don't know. Because he was outstanding in his field. Unlike the Welton Ball Boy. Good night, listeners. A football, everybody's doing it, everybody's playing it. Ain't you heard it? Football, everybody's doing it, everybody's saying it. Football's a word. There was a player, he scored a goal, and everybody cheered the goal. Another time, the player got fouled, and everybody booed very loud of a football. Everybody's hoping and everybody's praying their claim will win. Football, everybody's raving and now they're misbehaving because football has got them in a spin. Send that punk off the pitch, bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.